and it's Thursday. It is November third. I, I'm, I'm, this is this is a mind fuck for me, Michelle, because here I am. It's seventy eight degrees. I am chilling at the beach as always is my ritual. I have a rhythm. I'm not going to go through that rhythm necessarily today. Actually, I, I probably will. Because I know. I'll, I'll, I was going to say. It goes with the gift yeah, of the day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's 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 hard to believe that it's November 3rd and I've, I'm still shirtless and almost completely pantsless. I haven't gotten the balls to do what a lot of people here do already, which is they're naked. They're naked laying out in rocks. Ouch. I, I will get there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's but they're smooth rocks because they've been laid on for literally centuries. Yeah. At any rate, yeah, it it's hard to put my mind around the fact that it's November because I know back home it's it's probably sixty something. It's chilly here. It the mornings yeah. and nights are so crisp and you didn't have a Halloween. You're not going to get True. a Thanksgiving. I, it's gotta be super strange. But you get everything else. What's their next holiday coming up? Christmas? Or is there something before? It's uh, fuck if I know. Okay. <laughs> I believe it's pronounced fuck if I know. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Or or if it's in Croatian, there's got to be shushes in there somewhere. Okay. Fuck if I know. But a little bit of ski in there for good measure. <laughs> I love it. Maybe we're just a little giddy because it's Friday, Junior. It's Thursday. I love this. Another great gift of the day. Your brain is on fire with these double entendres, these little puns, these everything. They're so darn cute. I'm going to jump right in. Thank you. Not a mused. (laughs) (laughs) I am thinking a lot about double entendres actually these days for undisclosed reasons, but <laughs> you're right. I think out of the last four podcasts, there's been three in a row, which is crazy. The only one that wasn't one was, I think, the happy birthday one. But at any rate, you can fact check me on that. Yeah. And is it because you're like writing and getting all these creative juices flowing? You're absolutely right, which is interesting. And it brings me back to my childhood. I was so super productive and creative after I would work on puzzles. Work on puzzles? Did you did you ever have the patience I to put puzzles together? I love puzzles. I figured that as much. Yeah, I, I love them. I used to get all different designs, all different shapes. I used to, I went from the, the 500 piece to the, the thousand piece and I just, I never went back and I would do that for hours on end. And then afterwards, my brain would be just so energized. Right now, you're getting better content out of me on these podcasts because I'm writing Probably a good three to four hours a day on a good day. So my brain is just going. By all appearances, your your plans to leave the the distractions of the U.S. behind and work on this in the foreign lands is absolutely working for you. Which, crazily enough, it was my plan, and it, it had been my plan for so long. I need a writing cabin somewhere like Ernest Hemingway, and then I bought the beach house, and then <laughs> and then it didn't really happen for me. But ironically... As I'm starting to put my final touches on one of my particular chapters discussing the importance of becoming your own muse, I have to take pause on myself to consider whether I'm being somewhat of a hypocrite or not. Ooh, how so? Well, think about it. I have projected the locus of control externally to and accredited it for my creativity. For instance, 
Croatia has become a muse, has it not? Right. Yeah. My creativity is so much more intense. And I'm starting to come to this grim realization that it may or may not make it into the book. And God help the people that I've been in relationships with if they hear this. But my grim realization is, and maybe I'm not cracking the code on this. Maybe maybe this has been known and I've just been ignoring it. Newness. That new car smell. The first time I took the wheel behind the, the in, in the Tesla was like orgasmic. And like a month later, I'm like, meh. Now I'm in Croatia. I've been here for a week and, and less than a half. And I'm just unbelievably excited about this place. And I'm, I'm, I'm squeezing every ounce of that excitement into my, my book. And you could almost, this is creepy because I've kept track. This is the little game that I play. I kept track of where I've written when I write. So some of chapter one, some of the introductory chapter was written on the beach in Pismo beach. It was also written in Santa Barbara, right? So the, the, uh, chapter on on being your own muse, almost 100% written between Big Sur and Dubrovnik. You get the sense, you get the, because it's like putting certain nutrients in the soil and your plants grow a certain way. Yeah. You could almost tell where I was when I was writing or... You have a real biological response yes. to gypsyhood or vagabond kind of rogue like you you yeah very yeah, rogue very bohemian very uh, I can't Free. I, have to, I have to to constantly because my attention span is so ridiculously short I have to go from place to place I have to be well I'm going to say it out loud here we are humility the day of humility right person to person I can tell you, I can calculate my level of creativity. It was directly related to who I was with at the time. And I'm not ashamed to say this. The vast majority of the book was written when I was with Melissa. There it is. There it is. And I had dubbed her my muse. I think you may recall that. I do. But the, the bad thing about muses is musins have no permanence. They come and they go. You can't control that necessarily. So if you've now poured yourself, all of your all in mm. on that person being the thing or the, the driver of your passion, your creativity, and they exit stage right, you're done, son. And my book stagnated for almost two and a half years. Which is so interesting because like that's the complete opposite of me. I like the ritual, the habit, and that's, you know, my philosophy in stoicism right. is you rely inward. Everything else are externals that you shouldn't rely on because of just right. what you said. And that's what the, that's what the chapters are. Ooh, okay. I guess you can take the good with the bad and learn to navigate it better. This is what I'm saying in the chapter. The chapter is kind of written in a way that I'm saying I'm on the other side of it. But now that I'm really, truly immersed in this, I'm realizing that I'm not quite on the other side of it. I have learned to not assign my creativity to another person. 
that's over with. That that I had to do. Or place. That, well, so now we have to redefine is Dubrovnik, as I look out my window at the, the beauty of Dubrovnik, is it a muse or is it merely an influence? And when you look at all the great writers, all of my heroes, London, Kerouac, Steinbeck, uh, Papa, uh, Heming was a great example. Uh, they all had their drug of choice, which was some sort of alcohol. And and Hemingway wrote in, in Cuba. Hemingway wrote in Florida. Hemingway wrote in all these different exotic places in Africa. He, he but basically, I'm not I'm not reinventing the wheel here. I, I'm doing exactly right. what he did. So, what of it? Can I consider Croatia an influencer rather than a muse, or am I putting my painting myself into a fucking corner again? So, woo, this is heavy. Yeah. And I like it. I love the realization coming. And I think that's part of it too. Right. That's something incredible. And, and again, see, this is, I think when people read these chapters, they should probably listen to the podcast as well, because now what I'm doing is I'm giving you the method behind the madness. I'm also giving you in the, in the moment with my chapter and struggling to complete it, the kind of rumination that I'm forced to do and the reassessment and reappraisal of am I following my own best advice that was initially given to me by an elder on their deathbed. And then I have to, to, to ask myself, is, is my environment flavoring my writing? I love that. Is it, is it because my attitude is completely, I mean, you know my attitude right now, Michelle. I'm sick as a dog, but, but how up am I, right? It's almost like yeah. creepy to see how almost like manic-y I am because Croatia has had that profound influence upon me. And then I have to ask again, is, is the fundamental difference perhaps the reliance upon versus the non-essential use of that? And what, if anything, uh, influences my psychological well-being then, right? I think creativity and well-being is a total stew. And like mm. you said, you just have to find the right recipe. And I think you're constantly refining that recipe and finding out what what tastes better which is hilarious because i I take that i take exactly what you're saying and i distill it down to well if it's working why am i even questioning it (laughs) well it's working because you question it oh my god that's what i love wow right so i think if people did that more often you'd have successful results right because i think i feel like the other one is like you're wishing it on a hope and a prayer this way like you said you're distilling it and you're finding out what and why it works and for me it would make more sense yes and i'd be better at rest with what i'm doing so i feel like it would give me the permission instead of the angst and once again Again, my, my focus here was to emphasize that you should never surrender your locus of control, right? Now, mm-hmm. I manifested this. I, what, what would have happened if I came all the way to Dubrovnik and didn't hit the keyboard once, mm-hmm. right? But that was impossible, though, because I've already concluded that this was going to be the place that I was going to write, and damn, it, it, it happened, well, you set an intention, there and I think that's what people 
don't do. That's the hope and a prayer. Well, if I move to Croatia, then I hope blank happens. And I think you had such intention before you left. It was set. It was almost scripted. Right. And you're doing it. It, it, You're right. It was so permanent. It was already a a a foregone conclusion. It was already it was already concluded that this was going. There was only one way. Exactly to the degree that I said, "Hey, I'm not returning to the United States until the book is done." That's how convinced I was that that was going to happen, and it happened. So there's the muse. There's the internal muse. Yeah. Okay. So I now I can come full circle and say, "Okay, I've applied my 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 theory and what I'm preaching in the book, which is." Don't delegate because you'll you'll fuck yourself. And I can say this. I'm, I'm trying to be, I'm dancing around the elephant in the room. I'm trying to be as polite as possible. I started this book when I was first married. And during the whole time that I was married, I barely touched it. I did the research portion, which was incredibly crucial and essential to, to, to making this happen. But every time I would sit down to write, I, I had nothing. I had nothing. And do I blame the person I was with? Absolutely not. If there's anything to blame, it was my perception of how I was feeling and my attitude was shit. And I'm responsible for my attitude. I'm responsible for my psychological well-being. And it's almost impossible to be creative if you're not feeling good inside. That is also true. Yeah. My word. It only just needs to be realized by others. Precisely. And that basically is the message that I'm sending to people that's also a barometer people Psst, guess what if your if your creativity is dead if if you're if you're starting to do this inventory that's that's kind of a reverse engineer type thing it could be a symptom rather than a problem itself it could be a symptom that you're not happy in your relationship or happy with whatever's going on there's an influence in your life that doesn't work out for you you need to look at that okay what is it the engines is not completely running properly there's something going on you need to change out a part. Well, I did, and things changed. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. If the, if you could call that simple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I totally understand what you're saying. It, it seems simple, but the act of it takes a lot of engagement. Right. And I, I will say this in, in, in defense of my wanting to have a muse. There was a level, you know me as a very deeply romantic person. Mm-hmm. I wanted to delegate Melissa as my muse because it was a romantic gesture and I felt that it was fitting. But after she left, that that was the ball game. Mm-hmm. And I learned a hard lesson, a real hard lesson. You guys heard the bells, I'm sure, ringing down in, in Old Town. Uh, now it's time to hear the homework bell. Michelle, what Ooh. do you have for us? Well, I think it's, pertinent to everything we've discussed. Like how much are you listening, unraveling and thinking about your intentions and are you delegating? I I feel like that's Mm -hmm. so important to make sure it's within you to find the joy, to find your muse and I like how you said, like, there's outside influences. We know that that, that's a fact. But how can you minimize those outside influencers or influences to make sure you always come back home Mm. to you? 
Right. Does that make sense? I feel like we it need does. to start start cleaning out our inner wisdom, make sure it's clean for visitors and ourselves and make it homey, roomy inside so you have that space. That would be brilliant. And and if you get there, send me a postcard because I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> uh, what I'm doing is completely impractical and, and well without outside of the reach of the, the average person to travel into a foreign country and live here while I'm finishing my book. That's fucking ridiculous, dude. I should be able to do this at my dining room table, but I haven't gotten there yet. And I know I'm shooting all over myself, but whatever. I need to be able to do this without having to leave the country, don't you think? Of course. And, but like you said, or written, anytime you do release that locus of control outward, you're completely surrendering your potential for your own success. Right. And like a, a little bit is lost. And I don't think what you're doing, yeah, I mean, it would be great. But I feel like you're not sacrificing or leaving or ignoring anything here to be in Croatia if it sparks something in you. Right. And at the end of the day, even though this is not a Tuesday, it's a selfish gesture because I'm doing this for the better of humanity. And I feel like I just need to get it done by any means necessary. This is the one route that I have found. The follow-up books... Perhaps you will see an evolution in my abilities and I will read my own chapter and start to listen to my own voice, which is I need to find my own muse inside myself and not have to go search for influences to be creative any longer. Oh my gosh, such humility in this Thursday podcast. That was, I guess the word all I can think of is like super brave. Mm, Thank you. Of you. Yeah, that was... It's a lot to ponder, a lot to unpack, a lot to think about in ourselves. And yeah. and are we going through the, the same thing? And if you say no, perhaps are you ignoring it? Right. Or um, can you relate to what David is saying? I, I, I feel like that's a good, great question, great starting point for the homework as well. And, and as always, we invite you to let us know. Uh, David at Red Kite Movement, Michelle at Red Kite Movement. We love your feedback and I I truly could use your help. If you have any tips or secrets or how you were able to overcome the the delegation of your creativity, um, I'm still in the, the editing phase of this chapter. I could use some help. Let me know. Get out there and fly that kite. Yako key.